Hello, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature audiences only. So please, if you're a minor, navigate to a more appropriate podcast. Neither of us are licensed professionals, just average Joes, and our opinions should be taken as such. If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, or visit our website at American-Polly.com, where you can check out our blog, ask questions, leave comments, or view our merchandise. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to American Polly. I'm sitting here this evening with my darling Matt, and we are going to discuss tonight how we feel about vulnerability and insecurity inside swinging relationships. Yes, that's what we're going to talk about tonight, Julie. So I want you to go ahead and lead off and um, talk about some insecurities and stuff that you've had with me been together so I I can often uh, feel a little insecure um, especially when we are with a new couple when I don't know the other partner as well when I don't know the wife as well um, it, it can be a little unsettling sometimes um, I want to make sure that you're with someone who's going to be good to you and who's going to be kind, um, who's going to take your best interests at heart. And I also want to make sure that you're with someone who respects and understands our relationship and my place in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel the same way. I, I think that, you know, um, being in this lifestyle, you want to make sure that your partner is being treated equally as good as you want to treat them. And I know we've had a couple of instances where the other person or, you know, the couple that we're with, uh, one of the partners, just doesn't seem to quite grasp either boundaries or um, uh, where we are coming from or what we want. and that's been a struggle for us a little bit and some of the, mm-hmm. some of the people that we've met. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, one of the one of the individuals that we played with, you know, it turned out that they really could not respect your boundaries at all. Oh and my goodness, no. I uh, It was kind of like, "Oh, that's a boundary? Oh, what's a boundary?" Oh, that's the thing you don't want me to do. Oh, I'm so confused. Right. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> difficult to know that you were out with this person and like, okay, what's, what line is going to get across today? Right. And I mean, it was very fortunate that, you know, that was caught very early on and it wasn't something that was, that continued. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's one of the struggles too, 
is not only that, but then you get in a situation where you're with a couple that you, everybody's getting along great. And then there's some insecurities in the same token of like, wow, that person doesn't make that noise when I'm with them. And that can sometimes lead to insecurities there as well. And it, it can it can actually lead to a distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think that for and for us, insecurities for me stem from a a place of um, is is that other person respecting my relationship with Matt? And I think that your insecurities about me stem from a place of holy shit, Julie is making an incredible noise. Does she make that with me? Do I do that for her? Is that, do I, am I enough? So I, I think we're, we both have insecurities and vulnerabilities when we are with new people um, until we get comfortable. But I think that our insecurities and vulnerabilities come from different places. Well, I think, I mean, I still have the same um, insecurities that you do as far as you being treated with dignity and respect. Mm-hmm. Um so, I mean, I share that with you, um, but I also share that the, like, you know, my God, what is he doing to you um, that you make those noises? And that, that, that not only happened for me, but it, it, it has also happened to um, the, you know, the other, the female oh, version okay. of the couple right. as well. Um, the person you were with, yes, the, the person the swap, yeah, the, yeah. When we were actually playing, and we were we were actually in separate rooms, but we could hear. And oh, and, God, I left joint hotel rooms. <laughs> um, but it was interesting because the wife actually told me she's like, I, I, "I'm sorry, but this is such a distraction. I have to close the door." And I mean, at the same time, it was it was such an erotic thing to listen to hear you and kind of know that I I knew I knew some of the sounds and I know some of the sounds that you make when you are really excited and really into the person that you're with. Um, which is if, if you've never experienced that, it's, it can be extraordinarily erotic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love hearing part of, part of what makes swinging so fun for me is to be able to hear Matt or to see him, uh, with another woman or to, to know, to hear the noises that that woman is making from the things that he does, because I know how good that is. I know what that feels like and what he's doing, that the sensations, that pleasure that he's giving. And so it's an absolute turn on for me. And, uh, I guess I have my own little tells and idiosyncrasies that, can be slightly distracting. Uh, I don't think I'm a screamer, but I guess I'm a little noisier than some. So I think it just depends. Like you know, <laughs> the uh, the one couple that we're talking about. I mean, they're they turn out to be really good friends of ours. Absolutely, now. we we have a fabulous relationship with them. Right. Um, so you know, it's definitely at a different level than the first time that we got together. Mm-hmm. Um, but that first time, I mean, it was like. You know, I was like, I wanted to stick my head in the room and be like, what, dude, what in the hell are you doing? Because <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> Lessons, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's part of what makes um, 
swinging fun too, is that you can experience a new partner and no one does everything this like someone else. Like everyone has their thing that they're good at or that they do or that they're, you know, when they're in the bedroom, this is, you know, this is my groove when I, this is what I do, you know? And so I think that, uh, that's something that makes swinging relationships fun is the variety. And it just doesn't have to be in the bedroom. I just want to clarify that okay. it doesn't have to be just in the bedroom. So Julie's mind is in the gutter half the time. We all know this. Yeah, it can be on the kitchen table. Or... <laughs> okay. Get a sturdy table, people. It's worth it. <laughs> Amish built. <laughs> if you can. So, um, and another thing that Matt and I do to kind of help alleviate um, vulnerability and insecurity with new, really, not even just new, but just in general, when we're feeling it is often after we have played with um, a couple that we are into or that we are close to, we will often reconnect. And sometimes that reconnect is sexual and it's hot and heavy and amazing. And sometimes that reconnect is literally just snuggled up in bed, holding each other tight and just reaffirming, this is where I want to be. Yeah. And I think it's important to let your partner know. And I think it's where you're at in your headspace, Um, you know, where you're, you're at and communicate what you're feeling. Mm like, hey, I can't, I, I, you feel so good. It's so good to snuggle up with you. Or when you are really having passionate reconnect sex that, that you are really in the moment and you're not thinking about other things and you're not going, oh, I'm just doing this because I'm still horny and I just want to have sex again. Right. No, it's not about that for, for Julie and I. I mean, it's, it's really a reconnect and to reaffirm that we are both still wanting to be with each other mm-hmm. and to just to be there for one another, to mm-hmm. let, to hold and touch and be close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important. I think it's important also after you play with other people that you talk to, you know, what, what was good? What was bad? You know, did, did they treat you okay? Did, you know, did you feel uncomfortable at any, any point in time, you know, and talk about the evening and don't just brush it off. If you guys play in the same room or you play in separate rooms or you are in separate households, um, that you talk about things and you, you know, you have to be open and honest and you don't have to go into like, like detail, like, you know, you don't have to. Not be, a blow by blow. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a blow. But I mean, you know, like, hey, this was fun. You know, we we did this and this, and you know, it was amazing. And I want to try this with you. You know, I want to. You know, he did this, and it was I've never done that before. But my God, I can't wait to experience that with you. Right. Um, and I think too that that sharing it opens the door for either partner to say it gives a safe space. For either partner to say, wow, that wasn't what I thought. Or, yeah, once we got in separate rooms, you know, 
it's like the kid gloves came off and, and it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Or that person, you know, that partner that I, that, that swap partner that I was with wasn't as sensual as I need them to be, or didn't, wasn't as into foreplay as I needed them to be. Or maybe they were just not present and that can be a real turnoff. And so it's important to share that with your partner, your, your normal primary partner, so that they know where you're at. And especially when you have a situation where you have met a couple and you started off all chatting together, maybe on the same group chat or something, and then you've branched off and you're chatting individually because one couple may get ahead of another couple. And you definitely want to make sure that you're on the same page, that if you're not feeling it and you're hesitant after an experience, that you share that with your primary partner because you don't want to take one for the team. Nobody wants that. No, absolutely Your primary partner isn't going to want that. And the person that you're potentially going to be with doesn't deserve that. They deserve, everyone deserves to be with somebody who's into them. So it's, it's important to have those conversations and to know where each other, how each other feels and where each other, that you're on the same page going forward, because otherwise you get into a situation where you're only doing something because you feel like your partner wants you to do it, or you feel like you're obligated into something. And that's just not healthy for anyone. No. And I think it's important to remember too, that it's your body, no matter if you're in a relationship or not, it's still your body and you dictate what happens to your body and who absolutely who gets to touch you mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're male or female it, it just it, it it's ultimately it's your body and you make the decisions and i think too it's important that that the communication going in to before you play with someone is you talk to them and you talk to your partner and be like, Hey, what are you comfortable with? What is, what is okay? And what is not okay? What are our boundaries for tonight? Right. Because I know we've run into situations where the, those boundaries were tested before we even began to play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Definitely. it just made for, it made for an uncomfortable situation. Um, going forward. And And if you can be on the same page with your partner on those boundaries and be and affirm that and know that you're both going to back each other up, that makes a big difference. I feel so much more secure going into a situation, knowing that, you know, how I feel about certain things, you know, what my boundaries are. And if I say this person is doing this and I don't like it, I don't have to wonder if you're going to be like, Oh, Julie, you know, it's okay. Or is it going to be okay this time? You're going to be like, no, that's absolutely right. I've got your back. Don't worry about it. Right. And that is so important in this lifestyle. Absolutely. It is. And I think, you know, that I think having those discussions up front, you, you have an idea of it'll help alleviate some of those insecurities and uncomfortableness. Um, if you have any uncomfortables after the fact, after you're, you're done, because you, you don't want to be in the middle of a situation um, where you're playing with, you're playing with somebody new and all of a sudden your partner comes in and taps you on the shoulder and be like, Hey, you know, um, this just happened. Or it goes from, 
uh, an excited pleasure thing to, hey, you know, what are you doing? I, to I told you absolutely not to do that. Um, you know, and it's, that's not a comfortable feeling. As, no, not as, at all. As, you know. <laughs> On either side of that fence, let me tell you. <laughs> right. Um, so I think it's important that you, you know, you talk going before, before there's any type of play involved. And I think also it's even equally as important to talk afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, just to know where each other's headspace is and to know, you know, hey, was this good? Was this bad? Mm -hmm. You know? Another thing I would encourage you to is um, something I do for myself. When I am feeling insecure or vulnerable with a situation that Matt's involved in or that I'm involved in, I will often ask myself, why? Why am I feeling this way? Am I feeling this way because of this scenario? Am I feeling this way because in the past I've been in a scenario that was similar and the outcome was something I didn't like and so now I'm a little bit trained to feel a certain way? Um, it's important to ask that question of yourself and to try to, to figure out where that feeling is coming from because I know that if I'm feeling insecure over something with Matt and I think about well, why am I feeling this way, Sometimes it, it, it goes back to a previous relationship or a previous situation that he had nothing to do with, but it's just cropping up for me. But letting him know why I'm feeling that way and letting him know what the, what the reasoning is behind it helps him going forward because then he can be like, oh yeah, okay, well that, you know, this kind of thing is going to make Julie feel a little uncomfortable. So if that happens, I'm going to make sure that I'm there for her or that I reaffirm for her because I know that that's a trigger. Absolutely. And your partner can't know that if you're not sharing it. Right. And it helps me understand where she's coming from. And, and it's very important for me to not only listen to her, but also hear what she's saying and not be afraid to ask questions. Yes. You know. Well, and and sometimes those questions are easy to answer, and sometimes they're hard. And sometimes Matt will ask me a question that it yeah it's not an easy question to answer, and it it brings up things that are that are hard to remember, but they're important because if you're going to have each other's back and you're going to do this together, then you have to really know your partner. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's certain things that I struggle with. And Julie always reaffirms to me that, hey, you're good. I got your back. And, you know, we are in a good space. So, I mean, I think to have that trust in your partner is not only the trust, but also the empathy and the ability to know that your partner is not going to judge you for your answers that you give and to be able to open up and tell your partner, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And I, I mean, it's been the same thing for me. I mean, I've had, I've had discussions with you on issues that I'm feeling uh, insecure about some things and you had to be like, Hey, no, it's okay. You know, it's all right. It's not a big deal. And, um, she was, you know, she was there and she listened and she didn't judge me for what I was asking and, or what, how I was feeling. And I think that's very important because 
everybody's going to be in situations. Julie and I can be in a situation and it'd be perfectly, perfectly okay. And then you, you know, you listeners could be in a situation where you might be appalled. And I think that's, and it goes even further than that, that you and your partner could be in a situation where it can be very comfortable or it can be very uncomfortable given whatever circumstances you're in. I think that's very important that you have that open communication with your partner before and after, or even even during, just to be able to check in. Like, hey, are you doing okay? Are things good? I um, love, I, I'm a big believer in, uh, in like, having a, a code phrase. I know um, some people that we are, are very close to, they they have their little phrase that they use for each other when things are headed south and they need to make an exit. They they have some code words for their for better for lack of better things to say. I guess they call it a code word. But um, Matt and I tend to have a, a mantra that we use for each other when, and it's just a, it's a check in thing. It's a hey, are we good? Are we good? Because I'm you know, and when you ask, it's kind of an unspoken um, agreement between Matt and I that when I use that mantra, I'm affirming that mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. And he does the same. And we also will actually even say that to each other sometimes. Are you good? Are we good? And it's a yes, we are. We're good. Okay. Oh, no, we're not. Okay, we're not good. Okay, we need to talk. But right. if, if it's yes, we are, then we will know that we are both okay and that um, it's smooth sailing. And so there's no uh, judgment for asking between us when we when we ask each other that question hey are we good the other person isn't going to say why do i have to constantly reaffirm you because that's like an unspoken agreement that we can use that when when one of us is feeling a little off or a little vulnerable or a little insecure or something's going on or even sometimes a little jealous or a little envious or whatever it just is a uh it's like a warm fuzzy right yeah i mean so I'm going to touch on, on the jealousy thing that uh, you brought that up, Julie. I, I think, you know, there are certain things that for you, I know that you can feel some twinges of jealousy. And I know for me, too, I mean, there are certain things. That, we wouldn't be human if we didn't experience jealousy once right. in a while. But that's, but it, you're exactly right. And I think that's, here again, we're going to come, we're going to, we're still going to be in this circle, but it, it it's talking about it. It's like, hey, this this happened, you know. Um, it's just like, I, I mean, for example, I mean, you know, you've been with some people that I, and I, I've been like, you know, okay, I, I really need to know what happened because I swear I've never heard you make those sounds before. And, We're back to the sounds, people. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's like, okay, you know, what is it that, that he's doing that I, I, I want to know, mm-hmm. you know, cause I want to be able to bring you that same, I want to make you make those same noises. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it was, I don't know if it's jealousy or insecurity, but it was just, it's it still, it just, it brought on some emotion for me and I really couldn't figure out what, what, I mean, I knew the cause because I, I could hear, but I mean, I've heard you, I, I, you've been with other people before and it, it didn't bother me, but 
that one time, it was just like, okay, what was it? What was it that this time, because you had been with this person before and it, it didn't bother me at all. Um, but this, you know, this one particular time, it was just like, okay, why? Mm-hmm. Why brought, what, what caused it when I know that you've been with him before and it didn't bother me at all, but this time it did, you know? So being able to talk to that and bring that to you and being able to discuss that, I mean, it meant a lot to me to be able to trust you with that and not be like, well, you know, whatever it's, you know, we were just having a good time, mm-hmm. but you actually stopped and listened to me and you, you were there and you tried to, you know, reaffirm that we are in a good spot and that it was, he was doing this and that's why, <laughs> you know, um, which helps, you know, mm-hmm. it helps to explain the situation from your point of view and then know that while I was feeling what I was feeling, it was still, you hadn't like totally blocked me out of your mind. Right. So. Absolutely. And, and I think that too, that just comes down to, um, and it's something that I've explained to Matt before too, is that while one lover may be really good at a particular thing and your other lover may never do that thing, right? They may never, that doesn't even cross their radar because it's just not something they think of, but that they may have something totally, utterly different that they do. That is fabulous. And that is what makes swinging so fun. Mm -hmm. It's the variety. It's the, it's just the uniqueness. Each person, everyone is different in how they approach play and how they approach sensuality and, and foreplay and, and sex in general. And I think that, um, that is, I would never compare lovers because there is no comparison. You can't compare people. Everyone has a different style and everyone does a different thing. And is, I think that when you're, when you're with someone new, you're going to experience different things that you don't experience with your primary partner. But then you know that your primary partner does these other things that are just so amazing. And so it's, it's, there's no comparison for me. Well, I think that's interesting you bring that up because, um, it's also a learning process. It's something that you learn about yourself. Um, cause you know, you can be with somebody and you've never experienced a, a, a particular way somebody has touched you that way before, or, uh, someone who is super sensual and just slows things down so much, or, is more aggressive than you're normally used to, you know, and be like, whoa, I didn't realize I liked that. Maybe someone that picks you up and throws you around the bed and you're like, holy crap, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> um, or someone who like nibbles your neck or, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it just, it's a variety of things that you get to experience from other people. Right. Yes. And then you not only learn that, Hey, that's actually pretty cool. And I like it. Um, or you can be like, you know what? That really wasn't for me. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> um, well, and I think happens. that's, <laughs> it does. I mean, it's happened for both you and I, um, which I think is fascinating because, you know, I, 
when I first got into this lifestyle, I thought it was just going to be um, everybody in the lifestyle was all about sex. And while that is a component of it, it is not the entire component of it. Mm-mm. Um, you know, I've, I've shared more and talked to you more than I probably have in any other relationship that I've ever been in. Oh, um, I'm, I'm so glad for that because you have wonderful, deep ideas and thoughts and opinions. And I'm glad that you share those things. I'm glad that you feel that this is a safe place for you to do that. And I think that's, again, I'm going to touch on this really is I think that's, that's so important in this lifestyle is be able to create a safe space for your partner. And not only that, but if you end up developing friendships with another couple or an individual that you play with quite often is to be able to provide that safe space for, for them or uh, for that, for that group of people that you can have very open, honest, um, communication about, Hey, you did this and it felt amazing. And I've never experienced that before. Or, Hey, you did this and it really made me feel weird. (laughs) Um, or, or the fact that like, Hey, I, I played with you for an hour and you touched me once. Right. Um, like is are are you normally that way or you know are you not that into me yeah are you not that into me and it, and i think that's the other thing too is if if you're if you're with a, a couple or an individual and you end up like starting to play with them and things just don't feel right that you're in no obligation to continue again you know don't take one for the team but you know we've had that experience where um things you know, one of the couple, one of the individuals was just not into, into me, you know, and, uh, I don't understand it, but it does happen. Um, and it was really awkward because I thought we, we had a, we must've had a three hour conversation before any play ever started. And, Oh, at least, at least. And, and not to mention all the chatting and texting and everything leading up to that. But, you know, you, I guess you just don't know until you start playing with someone. Right. And then once you realize it, now I am grateful that that person um, recognized it. She recognized what was happening and she called things to a halt and there was a pretty quick exit made. Um, they probably didn't handle it quite the best after that, but then newbies, you know, you got to give a little bit of concession to somebody who doesn't have much experience and it all worked out okay. Um, it's, it does sting a little, but I think that it would have been worse if she had gone with it and taken one for the team and then there had been actual intercourse or there had been actual serious play beyond just casual kissing. Right. I think that you would have felt worse. Yeah, I mean it would have it would have it would have been really awkward, right? Right. And well you would have been you would have felt used. Yeah. I mean so. and I, I I've actually experienced that as well. Mm-hmm. Um much I know that you you have too. And mm-hmm. it's it's just it's a very it's a very kind of I don't disconcerting. Know, yeah. It mm-hmm. it really is. And um you know after after I experience um Something that, after I have a connection with someone like that, um, where 
you know, I, I share part of myself with them and they share part of themselves with me. I, I feel connected to that person. Um, you know, and I, I, there can be some lingering hugs and kisses goodbye. And, you know, to just kind of walk out like, okay, we're done. I'm getting dressed and I'm going to give you a quick pat and we're going to be on our way. Um, you know, personally me, I need more than that. I need more, uh, affirmation that, Hey, I had a great time and, you know, it was really nice to meet you. It was nice to see this side of you. And I want this again. Cause I think that in this lifestyle, you and I look for, uh, relationships over one time scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So for us, it is, we try to um, curate the people that we meet until we find the couples that really um, are a good fit for us, that we want to be in our lives for some time to come. And so when we're not getting that back, it's a definite unfulfilling feeling. It really is. And, um, you know, when that happened, I, I was, I was almost stunned and shocked that it, it was that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know it was a bit for you as well. It was just kind of like, okay, you know, let's rush out the door. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it was just a really strange situation. And, you know, we are still kind of processing through that a little bit. This is a recent one for us. (laughs) So this just goes to show that even if you have been in the lifestyle for years, um, you know, year for Matt, three for me, uh, you can still have awkward situations like this crop up. It's not a perfection thing. We, we make mistakes. We get things right. And then we get things totally wrong. And sometimes we think that we've really connected with a couple and, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. And then it is like all falls apart. It all falls apart at some point. And that's happened to us multiple times. I, I mean, that's probably happened to us, but three or four times now. Um, so it, don't get too wound up in that because it's going to happen. You cannot expect that every couple you meet or every person that you meet uh, in this lifestyle, there's going to be this amazing connection that would be super unrealistic. You're not going to, you're not going to date as a single person and every day, every first date you go on is going to be a, you know, a love match. That's, that's unrealistic expectations. That's a Hallmark movie. So you can't expect it in this lifestyle either. You're going to meet couples. You're going to talk. You're going to think they're great. And, you know, you might get into a play situation and be like, nope, you, you may be the first time you kiss them. And you're going to be like, this isn't working for me. And that <laughs> it happens. It does happen. And, and that's okay because you just can't expect that. And I think that, um, that's been a, a, a chronic issue for us sometimes. And for friends of ours is how do you, how do you say, Thanks, thanks, but, thanks, no, but thanks. no thanks. <laughs> That's a right? hard one. I, I mean, it, it is difficult. It is hard. Because you don't really want to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm-mm. And you don't want to say, hey, you know, I liked you up until we got naked. And then I, once we started playing, hey, you're not my cup of tea. Right? And it's not even, it doesn't even have anything to do with someone's body. Because yeah, everyone, no, no. Oh, everyone in this lifestyle, it doesn't matter if you are Barbie 
or or if you are oh, on the Shrek. other end of that, right, Shrek, there's a good one. <laughs> exactly. There's a great, I was trying to think of a good character. Um, everyone has body issues. We all do. Absolutely. None of us are perfect. No. I mean, there might, okay, to the 1% of you out there who are perfect, I'm, I'm so happy for you. But the other 99% <laughs> of us, we aren't. So everyone I have ever been with has set, has had some sort of body issue. And sometimes it's not, it's not even about that. It's about maybe they're in a super hurry and they're not taking their time the way you need it. Or maybe they're taking their time and you're like, let's just get on with it. Right. Whatever it is, it's not working for you. And it it should be an acceptable, okay thing to say, you're really great. I like you as a person. I'd love to stay friends with you. But sexually, this isn't working for me. Right. And in a swinging relationship, in an open relationship, you would think that that would be an accepted thing. But it's it's a hard one. And that will definitely crop up people's insecurities and vulnerabilities. Because I know if somebody says that to me, it's going to make me feel insecure. Absolutely. And there's no there's no way around that. But I would rather them say that and feel those insecure feelings and feel vulnerable for a while and need that, you know, affirmation from Matt that you're still beautiful, baby. You're still pretty. I still like you. Um, then to have somebody take one for the team. Yeah. I don't ever want to be somebody's poor man's Susan or poor man's whatever. I don't, I want to be who's like, poor man's Susan? Who's, you know, just like if you're, if you're, you know, wanting to be with someone else, but you're going to just settle for this. Oh yeah. No, yeah. And I don't, I don't want everyone. I don't want anyone to settle for me. I want to be liked on my own merit. And so if, if I don't know who wouldn't like you for your merit. Right. I know. My merit's fucking fabulous. I, I have never met a merit any better than yours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But it, and so so you understand what I'm saying. It's 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 a don't take one for the team. That's what it comes down to. Can we get that on a shirt? Don't take one for the team. Capital I think, letters. I think it could be on our website. Could it? Yeah, we could. Like a banner, that. flashy lights. No, we'll disco ball. You can order this online. Yeah, yeah. we should do that. Just don't take one don't for take the one for the team. Yeah, like a little like a little symbol with a line through it. You know, like what's a team symbol? I, I was going to say, are you going to have like 50 people behind a little don't? Something like that. Something like that. I just want to be like, nope, this is not happening. This is not good. Don't, huh. don't be a dick. Oh, there's another shirt. Don't be a dick. Hashtag. <laughs> Me too. I got a well, lot. I, I got know. a lot of those. <laughs> well, we got a lot of t-shirt designs. <laughs> we do. So. <laughs> what do we do in our spare time, people? We design t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. In all our spare time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, anyway. Moral of the story here, everyone's going to have insecurities. Everyone's going to feel vulnerable once in a while. Yeah, talk to your partner. Yes. Talk to your partner. Be open. Be honest. Be empathetic. Be understanding. Listen and hear. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And have each other's back. Because when you choose to do this with your partner, and you choose to open your relationship and, and... extend out into this world you are the backbone of each other absolutely and it's important hey thanks for listening tonight julie thanks for being here absolutely um please like and subscribe to american poly it helps us get our ratings up there and helps uh, more people get out there and listen to us and discover what we're all about Until next time, I'm Julie. And I'm Matt. 
And thank you for listening to American Politics.